the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up. But let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. Do not murder!
from those men from the east who went to Bethlehem to look for an infant king? No, your majesty. Not a word or a sign of them. Let me know the instant you hear anything. Captain! Captain! 
Yes, Your Majesty. Why haven't you let me know about those men from the East? There was nothing to report, Your Majesty. Ah, but it's been days and days, and certainly they... Captain, get a court scribe immediately. Uh, yes, Your Majesty. Long you were present when those men from the east were here, weren't you? Yes, Your Majesty. And when I talked to the priests and rulers, you were present then, weren't I you? I was, Your Majesty. Those men from the east have not been here yet. I know, Your Majesty. What do you know about this whole affair or thing? Your Majesty, I... <laughs> I am of the opinion that all of them have been rather untruthful about it. I thought so. Those priests avoided answering questions regarding the newborn king. They knew more than they admitted. And those men from the East, too. They've gone home by another way. I'm sure of it. So am I, Your Majesty. But how did they know I was suspicious in the first place? I was very careful to let no one know how I felt about a new king born in Israel. There can have been but one way, Your Majesty. They were warned. Warned? By whom? I can only guess at the answer to that, Your Majesty. But I think my guess would be fairly accurate. Is there a traitor in my court? I doubt it, Your Majesty. Then who did warn them? Their god, Your Majesty. Their god... Israelite history records many, many instances where their God has actually helped and rescued them. Under Moses, their God led Israel's escape from Pharaoh of Egypt. Their God parted the waters of the Red Sea so that they could cross on dry land and elude Pharaoh's pursuing soldiers. At the foot of Mount Sinai, their God... That's enough, that's enough. I'll take your word for it. Just tell me one thing. How could their God know what I was intending to do? And how could he, or any god for that matter, warn them? In the past, Your Majesty, their god has done it in many ways. By dreams, visions, angels, miracles... Well, I'm not going to let them get away with it. God or no god. I tried to be crafty. That failed, all right? Now I'll use force. Force succeeds where all else fails, First, send a swift runner to Bethlehem and find out what became of those men from the east. It's only a few miles, so we should be back here yet today. Yes, Your Majesty. Long live the king. Long What about that runner? He's back, Your Majesty. Those men from the east left Bethlehem secretly by another route. Uh, just as I thought. Summon the captain of my guards at once. Captain, take a regiment of your men and go to Bethlehem immediately. You will kill every male child up to the age of two. None are to escape or you will lose your life, understand? Indeed I do, your majesty. <laughs> There'll be no babe in Bethlehem that'll grow up to be king on my throne. <laughs> Soon the quiet town of Bethlehem was weeping and wailing at the cruel spectacle of every male child under two years of age being put to death by Herod's soldiers. In the desert wastes to the south, a quiet scene was taking place. Is Jesus still asleep, Mary? Yes. Perhaps we'd better wait a little before continuing our journey. Why must we travel by night? For greater security, my dear. The angel said that Herod would seek to kill little Jesus. 
I marvel at the, the indifference, the cruelty, and the apathy of mankind to Jesus, the Son of God. They are actually rejecting him, not receiving him at all. I wonder what lies ahead for my, my wonderful, sweet Jesus. How long are we to remain in Egypt? Until the angel bids us to return to Judea. Thanks to the wise men's gifts of gold and precious ointments that can be sold, we have enough wealth for quite a lengthy stay in Egypt, if necessary. Little Jesus is the son of God, yet he has no home. I cannot understand this. Yet, I know God has some reason for it. It's completely dark now, Mary. We'd better be on our way again. After a period of time, an angel appeared to Joseph in Egypt. Arise, Joseph, and take the young child and his mother and go back to the land of Israel. For Herod is dead, he who sought the young child's life. And Joseph arose and took the young child and his mother and started home to the land of Israel. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Children, children, come and listen. Come and hear of Jesus' love. Children, children, come and see him. Come and see how Jesus loves. Children, children, come and touch him. Come and touch our Carlos, that's easy for you to say. You didn't just get clobbered by Vernon, the biggest bully on the soccer team. He does remind me of a dump truck. Yeah, well, that dump truck just knocked me flat when the ref wasn't looking. I ought to... You ought to what? He's bigger and stronger than you. You could punch him all day long, and he just keeps eating. Face it, you're David, and he's the giant. Great, where's my sling? Carlos, I have an idea. Why don't we pray instead? Pray? Now? I'm too mad. Exactly. Didn't our teacher in Bible class tell us that praying is a good thing to do, even when we're mad? Our Bible teacher never met Vernon. Well, maybe not, but I'm sure he's run into some pretty mean people. 
We don't see him going around punching everybody out. So, how's praying going to help? I don't know. It's a lot safer. Besides, God can do stuff we can't. Let him deal with Vernon. Yeah, right. We'll probably try to love him and change him into a good person. And that's a bad thing? Okay, that's a good thing. I'll let God handle Vernon. But if that bully ever gets all kind and loving and tries to hug me, I'm out of here. <laughs> you never know. God can do some pretty amazing things, I hear. Look, there he goes again, knocking down more fourth graders. Looks like God's got his work cut out for him. I think he's up to it. Besides, praying is more fun than getting clobbered by a bully. Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 8. So where is it? Chris and Maria didn't even stop to dump the sand out of their shoes when they got to the paved road. Instead, they hurried down the road toward their yurt. They were almost there when they ran into the park ranger. Are you running away from a bear, he teased, or are you just in a big hurry to get someplace? Maria and Chris stopped to catch their breath. Are there bears around here, Chris asked. There were about 100 years ago, but not now, the ranger smiled, so you must be in a hurry. Chris and Maria looked at each other. Yes, we are, said Maria, but I'm glad we ran into you. Well, almost glad, she laughed. Have you been back up to the old graveyard, asked the park ranger. We were just there, Maria answered. We had some more questions about it. The other day you started to say something about the Perkins family when our dad called us. Do you remember what you were going to say? The ranger scratched his head as he thought. Let's see, the Perkins family. He paused. Oh, yes, I was going to tell you that a John Perkins was staying in the park. He told me he was doing some research on his family in this area. We've met him, said Chris. He's staying in the yurt next to ours. Chris paused for a minute, trying to figure out what to say next. Did you ever know Charles Perkins? The ranger laughed. Oh, my, no. I wasn't even born yet when he lived around here. Oh, said Chris, his face turning red. But I remember my father telling me about him. The Perkins family moved away several years after the lighthouse didn't need a keeper, except for Charles. Seems he was sweet on one of the Simpson girls. Sweet on? What does that mean, Chris asked. It means he was in love, Maria said with a silly-sounding voice. Charles married her in the big Simpson house that used to be by the graveyard, the park ranger continued. They lived in this area for a while, and I think they had a son. I wonder if that was John Perkins's great-grandfather, Maria asked. Could be. I don't remember his name, said the park ranger. Then the flu epidemic came. A lot of people died, including Mrs. Perkins and some others in the Simpson family. If you look at the dates on the gravestones, you'll notice many people died around the same time. So that's what happened, Maria said with a sad voice. It was a tragic time. My father was a small boy then, but he remembered how sad Mr. Perkins was after his wife died. He raised his boy here, but then Mr. Perkins died when he was still pretty young. Later, his son moved away from this area, and that's the last anyone has heard of them until John showed up. He looked at his watch, and I'd better go. I was supposed to be at someone's place ten minutes ago. See you later, kids. Thanks for your help, Chris said. For a moment, he stood thinking about what the park ranger had told them. Then, suddenly, he remembered the rubbing he was holding. The lighthouse, Maria. Let's go to the lighthouse. There sure are a lot of rocks in the foundation, Maria said to Chris as they stood looking at the old abandoned lighthouse. How are we going to have time to check every one of them? We're going home tomorrow. Be quiet. I've got a thing, said Chris as he stood holding up the rubbing and looking at the lighthouse. That's it, he exclaimed. What, Maria asked. You've got to be on the correct side of the lighthouse, Chris said, so that what we see looks the same as the rubbing. What do you mean, Maria asked. We've got to keep walking around the lighthouse, continued Chris, until what we see looks like the picture on the gravestone. Oh, I get it, exclaimed Maria. Then we check the rocks in the foundation on that side. As Chris held up the rubbing, he and Maria slowly moved around the area outside the lighthouse. Chris would hold up the rubbing and line it up with the lighthouse. When he could see it didn't match, he would move a few feet to the right. Chris was so busy with what he was doing that he didn't notice a large signpost that he'd walked past. Wait a minute, Maria said. 
Didn't you see the sign? It warns us to watch out for sneaker waves over where you are. Sneaker waves? Are those waves that are wearing tennis shoes? Chris asked with a laugh. No, answered Maria. The sign says that sometimes big waves come in unexpectedly. They sneak in. If a person isn't watching, he can be knocked into the ocean. I don't think you should go out there. Oh, Maria, Chris said, it'll be fine. Besides, what if that's the spot we're looking for? I don't think it's a good idea, Maria said. The sign says the waves are the worst this time of year. We should trust what the sign says. We can check every spot but this one. Don't worry, Chris sneered. If you're too afraid, I'll just go. And with that, he turned and scrambled up a big boulder that was part of the jetty. Everything will be just fine, Chris mumbled to himself. He held up the rubbing as he looked at the lighthouse from that angle. But I'll try to keep a lookout just in case. He looked at the rubbing again. This is almost it. Maybe if I move a little to the... Chris! Chris, jump! Maria screamed. Quickly, Chris jumped off the rock and moved away from the edge of the jetty. He looked back just in time to see a huge wave come crashing down right where he'd been standing. Maria ran over to where Chris was. Boy, that was close, she said. Too close, he said, wiping the salt water off his face. I'd be soaking wet if I'd been any closer. Guess I should have trusted what the sign said. Guess you should have is right, Maria said. So after all that, was it the right angle? Not quite, Chris answered, but I think if I got a little more to the left, it will be perfect. Chris and Maria moved forward and to the left several feet. Again, Chris held up the rubbing. That's it, exclaimed Maria. Let's go see if we can find the rock. It looks like the stone with the X is on the right and near the bottom, said Chris. Let's look there first. Chris and Maria ran to the outside of the lighthouse and began moving their hands over the rough rocks. They pushed and pulled, trying to find a rock that might cover a hidden opening. We've checked every rock at least twice, Chris muttered as he gave one of them a hard kick. There's nothing here but a bunch of rocks that won't move. Maria didn't answer. She just stared at the foundation. Chris, she finally said, kick that rock again. Chris gave the rock another hard kick. As he did, a section of the rock fell out, leaving a small opening. Chris looked at Maria and grinned. I think we just found what we were looking for. The story you've heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 12, Mystery of the Abandoned Lighthouse, written by Suzanne Grant Purdue and Grant Purdue, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.